Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zaya. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yeah. yeah. Lo mejor en Miami, bro. You already know. They're going to yeah. shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city, bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? Am I everything? I'm still lost. I me too. I don't know Yo, what's going on. Yo, I still want to listen to it, though. It's Zaya Cash, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down. 305 Miami shit. Yo, 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 it's MI Radio. Yes, we're back for we're 119. Back, bro. You were, you were on tour and yeah. shit, bro. I was going to say, we didn't, we didn't take a break. We were just all busy. No, you were on a, busy. on a worldwide tour. I was on the actually US I Feel Good tour. I Feel Good tour. We definitely, yes. let's just get right into that. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. Uh, we're, wait, we said worldwide tour, but where were the cities that you went to? I went to. Interesting. I was in Charlotte. I was in Atlanta. Jacksonville and Tampa. And that was all for the tour? All for the tour. Yeah. Wow. So I first of all, shout out to Edwin, DJ City Globalization, the whole globalization team, uh, from the start. Uh and I'll break it all down. So Well, first they we shout them out because they, they made sure almost uh I mean a lot of DJs got I think uh, most of the DJs that are on air got got a tour, got offered a tour, or yeah, it was, it was, dope. It was uh, um, you know, part of the and that's something a lot of artists don't do, like yeah. a different DJ to open up the show in every right. city. So it's normally, you know, one guy that tours and everything. Right. And, but, you know, Edwin wanted to have all the guys on and, you know, kind of take care of everybody and take care of, of everybody who was down. So when they asked me, I wanted to do with cities that were kind of like a mid-level market, you know, like smart. I wanted to do at first. I wanted to do like fucking like ten cities, you know. Yeah. I like, oh. And I wanted to do the smaller markets first. <laughs> Meet some other DJs too, and, bro. <laughs> no, but then, because he was like, "Yo, this is these are the cities." And then I was like, "All right, let me do this." This is. He's like, "Yo," he's like, "We gotta split it around." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, all right." But then I, you know, I chose Charlotte and Atlanta, and then also it was Columbus Day weekend. Mm. So I wanted to plan a whole trip out of it. So I was doing Charlotte and Atlanta, Charlotte. October 9th, and then Atlanta, October 10th, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. And my old roommate, I don't I don't know if you met him, Paul's met him, like Alex, he lives in D.C., and him and his wife came down. So I wanted to make like a whole weekend yeah, yeah. trip. Choose the most out of it. Exactly. So when I got to Charlotte, and I got to Charlotte a day early because so, I wanted to peep the vibe. I wanted to like, you know, see what's yeah, good. it's a different vibe. Right, 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 right. So... And I also got a gig, which I'll get into later. I got two gigs while I was out. But, yeah, I got to Charlotte and, like, yo, like, like Georgia. I don't, what's that area called? It's, like, the southeast, is it? Because it's yeah, not. I guess it's still considered the south. South, but, not, but it's not. Not down south. But, yeah, because, you know, like, Pimp C would say that Atlanta wasn't the south. Right. But then, like, you're in, you know, technically the American south, you know. But. Funny thing is, first of all, like every time I go somewhere else after living in Miami for so long, like whenever there's hills, I'm always like, oh shit, there's like hills. <laughs> you forget about that. You forget about that shit. And then where I was at, like, you know, it's very old, like, like old country or whatever. There's like a lot of red brick buildings. Mm. And it reminds me of The Walking Dead. 
It's a little trippy, especially like, when you're not out there often. Right. So it's like all these Walking Dead red brick buildings and everything and whatever. But that Friday night we went out. Um, I went out with with my friends. We bounced around, and it was it was kind of the same thing. I don't know, like, but I went to a spot. Same thing as in what? As in like music wise, like very open format. Yeah. So shout out to DJ uh, Jonah. Seafla linked me with him. Uh, I went to his spot. And he was like kind of like an American social like barcade. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. the word. You know, like super American barcade spot, and it was connected to a Latin spot. That's the popping thing. But right that's now, the shit that's popping because you know the concept to have food, to have games. Yeah, a little bit of everything. You for catch everyone. people for for multiple hours. You know, and if you have food option. You stretch in between the drinking or whatever. So we were there. Then we went next door to a Latin spot. And that was cool. Like, you know, just market research. And it's just literally like the same Latin shit, you know. But the next day, I had the concert. And, dude, like, when they tell you, I mean, you're from Miami. But when they tell you a Pitbull concert, like, what's the demographic? What are you expecting, like, crowd-wise? Well, that's what I I was interested in asking you because I remember when I – but it was different because I did it in Vegas in, mm-hmm. inside of the hotel. So it's like you can't really gauge that because mm-hmm. there's people visiting. And I'm sure a lot of them were Pitbull fans, but it was mostly like, oh, let's go to a show. Something to do in Vegas. But over there, it's it's like the people that live there. Yeah. Like, and it was, okay. I'm thinking like 40 to 50, like older white women. People, yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. Like 30, 30 to 50. Yeah, like thir- like people that partied. Yeah, They partied the in the hotel, you know, like. Yeah. that. So that's, I would say that's about, like, the, there's three demographics. One, it's very big that I'll get into. And then the the other two, the smaller ones, is that one. People, you know, around my age and older, our age and older, like late 20s to 40s, whatever, you can tell they partied. And it's like, you know, they're a fan, but they're not like diehard fans. But it's also like hotel room and up. Right, 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 right. But they know it. Brazil Street. They know it. They partied. And, you know, it's like, boom. That's one of the two smaller demographics. The other small demographic is just Latin people. There's oh, Latin, that's true. Like, of course, of course. Because you know you're in Charlotte and it's like Latin, so you gotta like. And they they probably don't get that many Latin shows, exactly. so like people is like. And in that range, it's all ages, from younger to older. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what I expected more of. I expected those two demographics that we talked about. That to me, that was the crowd. But then as the concert started and I started seeing videos and recaps, I was like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) Because the larger demographic is young white girls. Wow. It's like 17. I saw your your guys' videos. It's like like 16, 17 to like mid 20s. And it's because of TikTok. TikTok, right? It's it's like a weird, like they're not. I feel like they're not like actual like they came up on Pitbull. It's more come, of like a novelty. Like it came up, but dude, but they know the songs, you know right, like everything, right. and like you know the energy is is insane. Like so, when I got to the concert, I'm like, when I got to the the venue, you know, I'm like, I'm looking around, and I start, I go to the VIP room, and I see that demographic that we talked about, the first one, the older, because you know they got money to buy the yeah. VIPs and whatever, um, presale all that. But then when the gates open, dude, all I started seeing was these white girls, like like the ones that we see at the wharf. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Literally, like the ones that we see, the UN white girls that we see at the wharf, like with the bleach jeans and the like bummy ass. They're all squatted ones. up. 
dude, like three or four ganged up, you know? And then I started seeing the shit that really blew my mind, no pun intended, is the costumes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Dog. I didn't even know those existed. Dog. Bro. It's like <laughs> the craziest fucking trend, dude. I, I counted hundreds. Hundreds. Each concert had anywhere from, like, the uh, I think the small the smaller one was Jacksonville, but dude, ten ten thousand people plus. I counted around a hundred, at least a hundred in each each show. Nah, people forget that people like has a reach, bro. Yeah. It's crazy it's when insane. you when you go outside of Miami and you see it. You're it's yeah. like really mind blowing. All like, right, what the hell? So yeah, so that's like the majority of the concert, and I had seen it already. So in my head, like, you know, I mean, I asked the people that have done it and they're like, yo, like, cheese, play cheese. Right. Play, everybody's Top 40, everybody's like, play your shit. You'll see, bro. Play your shit. You'll see. So the first set is, I believe, 20 minutes. And it's when people are walking in. Right. So before Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea was the opener. And then the second set is 40-ish, 40 to an hour in between Iggy and Pitt. So that's the set that you got to, like, hype it up. So... I mean, I was like super nervous the whole time. <laughs> but then I get to the venue, we set up, and I, I'm like on stage, literally. Like it, it's kind of weird because it's like it, it's like a like it's just you mm -hmm. in that big ass stage, mm -hmm. and then all these people, and you're like, it's like they're all watching. You don't, you. yeah, you don't, bro, you don't think about it. So when I first the first time that I went on stage, like it kind of all went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm on stage, and I'm like, all right, cool. We set up, we sound check everything. And then I'm like, all right, you know, and then I, you know, an hour or whatever later when I started, I had already like walked the area, you know, like I like to, you yeah, know, you're acclimated. Right? Exactly. So I see everything and I start DJing and it's like super, super chill. People are walking in and everything and it's starting to fill up and I'm just doing like my little opening set and playing like Drake one dance and playing like Ed Sheeran and all this other like. And then, bro, I grabbed the mic and I'm like, all right. <sighs> Were you fucking and nervous? That's when I was a little like, yeah, yeah. But I was like, all right. And then, but you're gonna get a reaction, of course. But dude, but I'm, it's just like you as are nervous. I'm, like to, and you know, I've said millions of trillions of things on the mic, and I grab it, and I just remember being like, I said something. I don't remember. Exactly it's your best friend's birthday. Didn't <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, I was just like, Charlotte, how you feeling? Make some noise, and bro, and it was like, it was a roar. It was literally like a roar. And I talked to Spider Tug about it. And he's like, he said, he used the same word. It's a yeah. roar. Because it's like, for a quick instant second, you feel like, damn, that didn't go anywhere. But then it's like, yeah, it's delayed. And you're like, oh, shit. You're like, this shit's fucking real. But then, I mean, bro, like, I literally felt, and I've used this example, I felt like I was in front of a screen. I felt like I was like, you know, like the Dave and Buster's, like the golf game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt oh, like like, it was... like a simulation. Like I felt like I'm just DJing by myself. Yeah, because it's weird. Because it, it's like what, it was like fifteen thousand. Yeah, fifteen thousand, but they're not like there. They're like a little far. Spread. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you're just by. Your, it's like a game. Right. Know? And then, so dude, then I I was like, all right, like, cool. But I mean, you get into like. Like once you're in and once you're talking to Mike, you're logged in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm chilling, whatever. I'm playing all pop. And then I'm like, yo, let me see, like, let me see, like, where we can go. And I play Cayaita. This was like towards the end of the set. And I'm mixing in Cayita. And I was like, ¿Dónde está mi gente? And I didn't even finish it. And they were already like, wow. He speaks Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of us. He's one of us. 
Because like when I talk, you know, I'm like, in, but when I talk in Spanish, I'm super like Spanish voice. I'm like, donde está mi gente? Right, right. And they were like, oh, he's like for real. For like, real. oh, he really. Because I was, you know, I said like, yo, like, I'm like, you know, I'm DJ Cass. I came all the way from Miami, blah blah blah. I, I feel saying, like it, I feel like that, especially at Pitbull, you gotta say, yo, I came all the way from Miami. Miami. They're like, yo, he knows Pit. Like he's with Pit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he's going to go that's back. A must. You had to say, I came all the way from Miami. Miami yeah, of fam. course, of course. You can be from fucking. If I was from Charlotte, I would have said it too. Yeah, you know, fact. But but yeah, dude. Like the Latin, like that. When I said, "Dónde está mi gente?" Lati, and like, when as soon as I said "lat," they were like. And it was louder than the first reaction. So I, I was like, fuck. And I played Caita, shit hit. I played, I forgot. The first set I played, like, more chill stuff. You were, like, you were a little more, like, safe. On yeah, it. yeah, low BPMs. And then on the second one, I started with, like, uh, BBD Poison, like, House. Uptown Funk, and, like, shit like that. And I kind of went up to, to House. And then it was like, all right, like. This shit's real. Because by that time, it was dark, and all you see is, like, the little... But, bro, the people in the first row are just staring at you. They're just, and like... They're hype. They're waiting for Pit. They're waiting, and they're staring at... And you know what I kept thinking? I kept thinking, because Spider said it on his podcast, that when he would open for Blink, that a lot of times people weren't fucking with it. That they were just, like, you know, like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, fuck her, you know? But it's a totally different crowd. Like, right, 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 right. The demographic is different, but... I kept thinking that when I first got on, I was like, man, like, what if they're just going to be like, no, you know, or whatever. But Yeah, yeah. But, bro, they're just fucking. Nah, for the most late. part, of it, I would, when I go to concerts and there is no DJ, even no matter what it is, I feel like the bro, DJ I, adds, like, there's mm-hmm. something going on in between sets. There's mm-hmm. something, like, being curated. But, like, I feel like when there is no DJ, it's just, like, people get a little restless. Like, right, waiting exactly. Waiting for the act to exactly, come out. Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, I went to see... Metallica last time and they had Mixmaster Mike opening. Yeah, like that's and dope. he was fucking crushing and he was playing like kind of those like Z Trip ish remixes, like rock remixes and But like, if you're at a Pitbull concert, chances are you you fucking with a DJ. Exactly. Like you wanna hear all this all the, the cheese, cheese bro. pop, all that shit. All so the first time on the second set I played, I kept saying, like, yo, like I want you guys like I want you guys to sing with me and I kept referencing uh, feel good you know like you know it's a feel good tour so i was like how we feeling how we feeling shot and i played um i got this feeling justin timberlake and that shit fuck i think that's what kind of like triggered out about that one yeah because i played i played like poison and uptown funk i think i did like billy jean or something else and then i played that and then i went into like hollaback and then sync and all the shit and bro like the reaction was just insane. Were you hesitant on the NSYNC, Britney? At first, yeah. At first, I was like, damn, they might be too young, you know? Like, yeah. It might be might like, be like, like mm-hmm. Gap. But now nah, it worked. Hollaback, Hollaback fucking went off. And then I went into... That's a hype record, dude, bro. Hype, like, that hype. shit, when those drums kick, bow, bow, Right. Bow. So, yeah, I did that. And um, and then I went into, like, more house. And I did, the, like, the whole The Wharf pop set. Um, and what did I do? One Direction. I I did Super Bass, Nicki Minaj. And that shit, fucking. Wow. And after that is when I did Fireworks. So the video that I've posted, that was on the second night. The first night, I was like, you know, like dry run, let me chill. And and on the first night, my boy went with me backstage, Alex. So he's the one that got all the footage, and 
he got those pictures that are super, you know, like so like yeah. I told him, dude, get anything and everything that looks like you're on a phone. Because the second night I had a, a videographer. So it was pretty much like a trial for me. So the second time that I did it, I already knew everything, everything. How'd you, but you, because you told them to take out the cell phones? Yeah. So that's always like when I played, tricky. when I played, exactly. So the first night that I did it, um, I played super bass and they were singing along. And I was like, I'm, you know, I kept saying, like, I'm going to make y'all sing. Y'all got to sing with me loud. Cause I think I had just played Don't Stop Believing. And that shit went off. Sweet Caroline went off. Like Bon Jovi, all that shit, bro. So then, on the outro of, of Super Bass, I mix it in fireworks, and I was like, I was like, yo, I'm like Charlotte, let's light up the night. I want to see those cell phones in the air. Bring out your cell phones. Let me see those lights up, lights up, lights up. And then they hear the firework, and like, yo, we're gonna light this shit up, blah 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 blah. And then like more phones started coming out. I'm like, let me see them phones up. Phones. And they, did they dim the lights? Like, so it, they knew what's up. They knew what. No, 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 no. It was already it was already darker. Dark. But it just depends on the venue because. At the first venue, it wasn't as dark. On the second venue, it's also because of, I think, because of the lights that are pointing at you. So me filming out is going to look yeah. a lot darker. But the first night, it wasn't as good. So I was like, fuck. I was like, yo, like, it was, it was, but, like, I wanted, you know, that fucking yeah, 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 full, yeah, yeah. full, Bro, full crowd. Serious? But it was, like, kind of spurs and whatever. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, you know, let's pray to God that tomorrow, like. You know, I can set it up better. And then the second time, because they told us, like, yo, like, you know, st obviously stay off your phone, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, not that much social media, you know, get a picture, whatever, whatever. But so when I play that shit and I was like hyping and, uh, and bro, like there were more phones out before the song even like hit. And I was like, I'm going to do this shit. And that's when I was like, let me make sure I got it. Boom, 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 boom. And then I got that that angle to sing along. And I have another one, too. I have the I think I put it in the group, the baby one. Yeah. And that was at the first night. So on the first night, what I did was, you know, I kept saying, I'm going to make y'all sing. Can I play my favorite songs? I want to play my favorite, my favorite, this, that. But y'all got to sing with me. And then, boom, I would play Journey, you know. And then I echoed out. And I was like, Charlotte, how we feeling? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I told you I'm going to play some of my favorite songs. Y'all going to sing this with me. Done. That's a, done, done. The way it oh, comes whoa. in. It was perfect. And I've done that shit for Underrated. years, 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 years. It's funny. When I used to do the sneaker events, Coinsound events, I would play that song. That was like the last song. So, so they know it was Every time. Binga, yo. Like, it was like, get the fuck out of here. But, but yeah, man, like that shit was, was just next, next level. Like the feeling is just like. Nah, it's dope. Crazy. And you got to play like your shit. Right, it exactly. wasn't like you just played like, you know, standard or whatever, right, whatever. Right. So a little. So after that, I, next, I did the next two dates. But uh, I did the front entrance and we did like the back end stuff. Cause oh, so the on, on Jacksonville and Tampa, Jacksonville Live It Up is the one that did the main stage, and in Tampa it was uh, Laz DJ Laz. So, but we did the whole setup in the front, and you know we did like little contest giveaways and all that shit. But you know you're there early setting up and the VIP and but everything. Like, that shit is dope, and when you get there early, you see like everything. When, yeah, like no one's there, so you really see the inner workings of like a show and like the backstage and you're like, right. wow, this is like a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And this bro the tour shit is not I mean, you've done it. That shit is nah. not easy, like it's at not, all. Not 
you know I, I did it for a week with lunch and that was like the perfect just like i get the experience right. i see what it is we do the van we do like the whole show to show right. but then after a week i'm like nah i could yeah. never like yeah facts it's it, crazy it takes a certain time and i didn't and I, I wasn't on the bus like i flew like all of us we flew but mind you it's like bro i, I booked like five flights for 500 bucks you know yeah yeah and so I set everything up and and but bro you you have to like I mean and and I don't party and drink as much but like you got to be on your shit yeah, cuz it's all like, like ooh, can you f- military like yeah, time bro. time call times this call time. time yeah dog like like on the first night so after the after the concert on Charlotte um I had a gig shout out to DJ Red shout out to um just the whole Charlotte crew and they let me pull out the name of the venue sip i was at sip so right when i was done with the concert i left and i ordered the uber i was literally on stage and i ordered the uber from there tour life 15 minutes and by the time that it it pulled up i was walking out so yeah i played that i played that sip little hip-hop room like yeah because when ceiling when you're when you're it's just you djing it's like you're only accountable for yourself mm-hmm. but like when you're on the tour it's like if you fuck up, you can set off a whole chain reaction yeah. of like, then we gotta wait for this guy, then this, and the sound check, then the this, and this guy is not ready, and then this, and then blah, 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 right, bro. right. No, it's it's it's, and I saw that on the second day because I went out with Chino the second day, and they left early, like they left the yeah. club early because they had like two a.m. like, you yeah. know, bus call whatever, and I was like, god damn, and we had a day off, so Charlotte was cool. I went to um sip i did sip after like short bro and that was cool because it was just a hip-hop room but they were playing the fight the what's his monster dude fight they just fought oh uh fury and fury so oh, i was there so yeah so i was chilling for like bro it's the best playing the audio bro <laughs> so yeah and then uh courtney radical groove big shout out to the, my, my radical groove family in in uh north carolina like Awesome hospitality. They're the ones that linked the gig at SIP. And it was cool. You know, he came through. The owner was there. The owner was like, oh, I come to Miami all, you know, like the old <laughs> fucking guy. I'm like, yeah, bro, we'll, we'll party whenever you want. But yeah, that was cool. And then second day, I mean, bro, literally left the, left the gig, went home, went to the Airbnb, got my shit, went to the airport, flew out. All these guys, everybody was on the same flight. Got into Atlanta, tried to check in too early, like sleeping in the lobby. Like that's the shit, the tour life yeah. shit that, you know, like we're all like in the lobby waiting and the room's not ready. And then I went to go like meet up with my boy. And then I went to check in at my place and this and that. And then boom, the show. And then, you know, same thing, same motion. But this time since I knew everything, like yeah. I planned it all right. Planned it all right. Nah, and then I, that's the thing when you're on tours, like then it's just like copy paste every fucking right. night and it's just a routine. That's yeah. why it's like then people get off tour and they're like, "What do I do?" Exactly, because it's like they're such so used to just a routine, right? Right. And like your time is already accounted for by other people. Like yeah. you don't have to think. No, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Like weird. But you just gotta remember to do it, and you can't sidetrack into your own shit because. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, then Atlanta was cool, and then I did. We went out with Chino after he had a hosting spot, and it was the funniest shit because the opener is playing and like we're chilling. And somebody comes up to the DJ and he's like, yo, and he's like, with peppers? And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like <laughs> this is the guy. And he, this, this is him. And he's like, what? He's like, 
he's going to perform it. Like, he produced a song, and he's like, oh, shit. So, but I was, bro, insane when you see, like, the 360, you know? Yeah, bro. But, but, it, but like, it's crazy when you go see that, and then you see, like, all these people, like, white women, like, older people singing Pitbull singing, songs. Yeah. You're like, what? And they're like, Dale. like Dude, insane. insane. And you realize the catalog this guy has, oh, bro. Insane. So many hits, bro. He did. And he does a lot of songs. And he does a lot. And he didn't even do. There was like a few that he missed and a few that or that he, he doesn't do. And a few that like. He and they're all like 115 to 130. Right. So it's like. Yeah. But the other thing about the show is that like he's very interactive and he's very, you know, like he has his breaks in between. He'll. So he'll do a show, he'll do a song, and he'll be like, yo, you know, the good thing about music is that music, you know, has no color, no race, and this and that. And Most blah, blah, blah. positive. Most, always, like, a little positive skit, and then it's like... Take a negative to a positive. Right, and then it's like, boom, like, Chino, drop that! <laughs> and it'll be, like, a segue, some kind of, like, like, he has one where he does Depeche Mode, uh, uh, Personal Jesus, and oh, I mean, yeah, they, they do like a lot of like that uh, wordplay or yeah, like tone. tone like, play, yeah. they, they put the original and then they put the right. So that uh, personal Jesus, a dun, 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 and then it goes like a dun, and then it goes into the was it T Pain one, T Pain pit. Uh, oh wow, that uh, one, baby, 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 baby. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah, that one. They go into that one. So there's like a bunch of little little routines, but it's good and like the interaction with the crowd is good, and you know he's always like positive and everything and then wait did you, you didn't did you get the pick with mr 305 did bro you? i saw him once yeah he's like, like he's in and he's out. like a myth bro yeah he's in and he's out. just like every it's like all about him but he's like never he's to never be there. found he's never there like and that's what everybody's like yo and i'm like bro like he's yeah. in there like i was in the green room with chino and like he walked in whatever he said hi and then he you know he goes does the shit and that's yeah. it yeah like he's by himself yeah, yeah, he's and he, that's the thing. He's always by himself, or he's with like his one or two people or whatever. But if he walks in, he's by himself. Yeah, he doesn't really hang around and party with like anyone. Oh, no, like he's he's been there and done that business. So, but yeah, but then Atlanta, I played at Blue Martini on Monday industry party. That was cool. Shout out to Baby Drew, Black Amigo. You know, Atlanta. Well, my boy Andrew pulled up too, and then we did Jacksonville the next day, which was. Like small town shit, like, like, bro. It was. I stayed at the airport at the uh, hotel connected to the airport because I was like, wow, yo, I've never done one of those. I, yeah, I did it because I was looking at everything so far, and I was like, bro, I don't want to be at well. four a.m. getting an Uber. So we did the show, and I went straight to the airport. I went straight to the hotel. Twenty minutes to get an Uber, and I get there, and then the guys tell me like, yo, bro, like they have to share a cab. The guys that they stayed at the other, they said. Close to the venue, people stay either close to the airport. Cabs still venue. exist, bro. They, they the hotel to call a cab and they split a cab with like another guy and go to the airport, like small town shit. And then Tampa the next day, that was the last show, and it was with Laz and that shit was. was oh, Tampa was like almost Miami. And I think that venue, I think that venue was bigger. There's a lot of Miami people there. I oh, think that sure. venue was is the biggest one of the four that I did, probably like eighteen thousand. I think. Shh. Yeah, that's is that some bucket list shit yeah. or what? Yeah, well, no, nah, it was it was it was like just DJing for that many people is insane. Yeah, because you don't get to do that often, bro. So like playing your favorite songs in right. front of fifteen thousand people and people just wilding. But that's yeah, it was crazy. it was dope. It was dope and definitely, you know, 
down to do it again. Other opportunities have already come up similar to this. So yeah, so I love that they and I know like Pitt's definitely a big advocate of that of just like showing love to the DJs mm-hmm. and plug and putting people out there like because he doesn't have to do that like yeah. and he shouts you out in the end yeah 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 in the end and I, which I, I was completely like oblivious of you know he'll say everything and it'll be like yo you know shout, you, you know just like in, in the show when he shouts out the whole members of the band and he's like you know big shout out to DJ Cass for opening the show and I was like and I caught it on the second night. I was like, bro, none of my fucking friends told me on the first night. <laughs> Could have recorded this, this shit. Those little details, bro. And I told Live It Up. And then go a long up. way. Yeah, and then Live It Up got it. So, Nah, you guys killed it, bro. But yeah, so. there's there's more concert, venue, arena stuff on the work. So. That shit is fun. And, and on top of all that, it's like you get those different connects that you would never get anywhere else. Right. Like like those people behind the scenes mm-hmm. that like really run shit and like yeah. sh- the like produce the event producers yeah. and the crew and no like, the crew everybody that I met from the crew everybody was mad cool and it's like that's like the, like I always say like just like at the DJ world there's like that whole world of like behind the scenes stage and crew that like right. there's like legends and that shit and there's like people that have been doing it for years and like it's a whole community yeah yeah because you talk to the guys and they're like oh oh so like I talked to one of the girls that did the VIP she was doing. Cause in the VIP line, the DJ would set up and then she was kind of coordinating. And I was like, yo, I'm like, in the last day, I'm like, yo, you, you good? Like tour's over, you know, like you happy? She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, this ain't, she's like, this is nothing. This was two, three months. She's like, I did, she's like, I did Madonna and that was 19 months world tour. What she was like, <laughs> like Madonna, Madonna. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, she's had this 19 months cause like three months to prep. And then, like, you know, going world, you know. Nah, you don't have a life, bro. Right. Life is the tour. It's the tour, yeah. Wow. But, nah, definitely looking forward to the future. But, yeah, I mean, we can segue into the music that I played. Oh, yeah. It has so been a topic. You know, DJ Twitter is always talking. Instagram Twitter is always talking. And I broke it down to this before we even get into it. DJ Twitter is overpaid traveling DJs. <laughs> <laughs> not complain about guys burning them because they play for two hours and I they mean, only have their set. Oh, but you're saying there's different. There's different okay, tiers. Okay, okay, okay. That's one of them. Like, yo, you're, you're getting paid three, four times than the guy that's going to DJ better than you, but you're still complaining. That's one tier. The other tier is a superstar DJ trying to connect Virgil effect. You're rich, connected, whatever, multi-fucking-millionaire DJ, but you want to be cool with, like, the resident. Right, right. Like, you can't speak on the Virgil. You're not one of us, bro. You yeah, know, like, yeah. and then, you know, trying for, to relate, trying to relate. You can't relate. Katronada, you can't relate. You know, <laughs> like other DJs that I look up to that I'm not going to name. You can't relate. Then you have the resident DJ bitching about the overpriced right. DJ and which we all know we've all been there, whatever. Some Agrova. And then you have the working regular class DJ, which is there's you know, a lot of us. I, I, over the like the last two years, I like I, bro. I don't tweet nothing anymore, but Damn. I'm I'm on Twitter the most. Right. I'm, like I'm like on Twitter all the time, so I see everything and I like favor everything. Right. But I see like there's also like and this is not even DJ. It's like in every little bubble. Right. There's like the people that just want to tweet something just to like to spark to spark something, but then they're like trying to act like it's like oh no I'm you know I just think this is the way it should be whatever. Right. And then it's like the whole thread and then it's like bro. Right. They're out, like, of, out of and in in the DJ world, you, you get the bedroom DJ. That's the bedroom DJ. The guy that's like, 
I've been DJing 48 years, and why are you doing yeah. this? You know, cool, man. So it's always like. That's why it's so like. It's literally a fucking war zone. It's yeah, like those yeah. those games that, that you see sponsored, those um, RPG games, and it's like people, <laughs> yeah. like d- different people fighting each other. That's what I like see, visualize Twitter. But there's been a lot of talk of like playing corny shit or like playing this and playing right, that. Don't play that. Or don't play, play this. this. Don't play that. Don't like, yo, like, and I tweeted it yesterday. Whatever these guys, first of all, there's a I'm too cool to DJ crew, which we yeah. all know of, like, oh, like, but they play the same shit we play. They yeah. do the same parties we play. They're the guys that are like, oh, man, you know, psh, I'm just here. And it's like a main hour set in a room you want to play. But they're just, man, you know, just bored here collecting a check. Like, cool, man. Let somebody else who's interested do that. So with all those people, like, something comes up and they complain. But whatever a DJ thinks is corny is because they're fucking, like, the artist, technical, slash music loving, slash the trueness, the booker doesn't give a fuck. The crowd doesn't give a fuck. Like all that shit that people, that all these crusty DJs think is dumb, is what the crowd wants. Is what the fucking uh, booker wants. You know that's and what the, we get paid to do. Right. And the thing is, it's it's like if that's not your thing, then that's not your, thing, your thing. And you you know you try to make your own lane for yourself. But I, I don't understand why people gotta bash it. Like it's right. I never I, understood the music part. Like I get. And like we've all gone through that where it's like, yo, I just this gig is like, oh, I can't really, I don't, mm-hmm. I can't really, I'm like out of it Patreon or like I don't, Patreon. yeah, or like I don't want to be here, or like the staff or the managers or whatever. But the music has never been like, I can't play this Nicki Minaj song right. anymore. It's like, who cares? Yeah, bro? Like, I'm I mean, not I've, making any of this music. I've met DJs that are like, oh, I don't want to be known for the guy that plays this, bro. And I'm like, cool, let me play. I'll play it after you, and then they'll like it. You know? I played "This Is How We Do It" the other night. I dare <laughs> went bro. off, bro. Bro, was it? Didn't even blink twice. I, you know what? And I thought about, but since I did the firework shit, I wanted to play. I really wanted to play "What's Love." <laughs> I really zone. wanted to play, and I was gonna tag on like, like you know, like, but it's, but it's those kind of comments that like, yo, you're out of place. No, the and thing is, like, you also have to think of it like, bro. At the end of the day, uh, the h- big majority of like America doesn't isn't in like these niche lanes of like, yo, I, I only listen in. to this type of shit or like real DJ, bro, like. And you forget sometimes because, you know, we do those gigs, but, like, a lot of people still listen to low flow rider, and that goes mm-hmm. off. Like, a lot of people listen to all that cheese because that's what they know. They're not hip. Right. What, for better or for worse. Because they're not fucking dweebs that are stuck <laughs> in a computer or, or <laughs> yeah. work in this curriculum. They, that we they literally at. only hear the radio or Spotify charts or whatever. Yeah, like, somebody said, um, it was like, oh, I still won't play low. And I'm like, cool, I just played it for 15,000 people, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I mean, but, you still, like... Uh, the, you, like it doesn't matter the song, bro. The the reaction and the feeling you get of bringing some somebody joy off joy, of whatever exactly. song, and that's why a lot of us DJ. You know, that's one of the highest rewards that we have. You know, for a lot of us, it's that. Like, also, I couldn't even imagine like you're limiting a lot of your a lot of records you could you could pop off that aren't new or aren't known or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of lot of music you could play as cheesy and works. You know, it's funny. Like when I was DJing. Um, when I did the first night, the second set, I, I prepped, but I didn't want to like, you know, lay it all out. And I told my boy, I'm like DJ, and I'm like, I turn around, and I'm like, he's filming me. I'm like, fuck, bro. He's like, right now is when I would normally go into like 
pitbull shit. I was like, right now is when I would go into like, I didn't even play like Nina Sky, Move Your Body, because I didn't want to like, yeah, because it's too cool. You know, like any of that. But, but dude, music is music, man. Like, if you're worried about like what people think of you, first of all, you're in the wrong career field. Like, how long have you been on this shit and you've been getting told shit from your parents, your friends, yeah. and whatever? Like, and now that's the issue. The music is the issue. Yeah, of all nah, things, it's, it's funny, man. I but know. I, you know, what's interesting. I think that, like, remember there is well, obviously there is that era of like where like the LMFAO mm-hmm. and the shots and low and all that right. was like popping, and then there kind of came Black that, bulb. yeah, like yo, that is like not not because it's cheesy, just like yo, oh yeah, it was cheesy, yeah. but like the clubs were like yo, that's like nah, we don't do Done. that no more. Done. EDM, hip hop, like I remember, it. I got told one like I'm literally I was opening at Mokai. On like a regular open format night, and I'm playing like 110, like peach, uh, a pool pool vibe shit, right. and like those remixes. And the book comes up to me and he's like, "Yo," or the man, the uh, whatever, comes up to me, promoter. He's like, "Yo," he said, "Didn't tell you." He's like, "We switched the format last week. Like, no, nothing. Up, he didn't say up tempo. He said nothing of beat, no house, no beat, oh like rap and Latin." And I was like. Okay, and I played like, like Usher caught up, and then you know, like, but I was just like, yo, okay, all right, and, but dude, and I tell people this all the time. There was a time when you could not play over one twenty in Miami, over yeah. one fifteen. You you like at any venue, and what the thing? It was on that tip of like, it doesn't matter if it's working. Mm-hmm. It's just like no, like mm-hmm. that's not what we're about. That's not what we do, mm-hmm. and we don't want that look or vibe, and we're not fucking wearing neon, and that's. I'm it. talking about like this one. And then the whole black shit. Everybody just, you know, went all black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's literally a time when you could not, like. But that's what I'm saying. And then because of that, then, like, now it's, like, that's all back. And, like, mm-hmm. it, what's really popping is the open format right. bar all day event. Right. Outside, inside, especially with the COVID. Right. So now it's, like, you have all this freedom. So I feel like everyone was, like, yo, fuck it. Like, I didn't yeah. get to play all this for all these years. And it's also, you know, I've, I've talked to a few DJs about this the whole year and a half, year, you know, uh, freeze or, you know, COVID. Like, when all those people that just recently turned 21 or had just turned 21, so you're 20 to, like, 23-year gap, they didn't party for a year. They didn't do anything for, like, a year. When they remember, what's always going to click with them is what they grew up listening to when they were 13, 12. And, like, the 10-year gap, the 10-year nostalgia is always going to hit no matter what. That's, like, its own genre now. Yeah. It's, like, it, like I, I put, like, Low and Flowrider with, like, Swedish House Mafia. Like, they're the same. Right. right? You get, it's it's nostalgia. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always doing my shit. And I've talked about this. And, like, yo, like, you have to actually update your shit. Because even the Britney, the Britney shit is cool. Because of the free Britney shit. Yeah, yeah. If free Britney shit wasn't going on, I wouldn't play as much Britney as Right. Because, like, Backstreet Boys and Sync, like, I don't even play I Want It That Way that much anymore. It doesn't, because people are older. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not, or younger, whatever. Some Britney works. Uh, tearing up my heart sometimes is like, all right, but. Yeah, because it's lost. It's like, oh, it's nostalgia. Shit. But you know what fucking hits? One Direction, what makes you beautiful, bro? <laughs> One Direction, because that's another. It, but that's age what I'm group. saying. That age group is now in the club. That age group yeah, that yeah. was, you know, 12, 13, listening to that, that shit. One Direction was still like little kids, bro. I mean, I don't know if they're around. I don't even know the new nah, shit, but, but they're. I don't even think they're a group. 
I don't think so, no. Nah. I mean, they're old. Yeah, yeah. So, first time that I, like, saw a really big... I've, I've seen it at the Wharf, which doesn't really count. But I did uh, Blackbird back-to-back with Wonder, and I played it. And I have an edit that kind of just, like, in, uh, like, you know, eight bar, and it goes into the little synth. And it's like, I'm in tech. It goes like, da, da, da. It sounds like the Grease synth. And then it goes, and then people are just like, that little... Then people are like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard it." And then when I, and then even Wonder like kind of like leaned over and he was like, "What is that?" Oh shit! He's like, "All right," but that shit call me maybe like bro, all those songs. If you're not playing, if you're doing a pop, if you're doing a crowd for like in the twenties and you're not playing all that shit, I don't missing know. Out. You're missing out. My Patreon has all the edits. <laughs> I, I revamped all these edits. You know, all the twenty ten shit, Kesha, TikTok. I play that shit at the concert, like TikTok. Yeah, bro, all that shit she is ahead of our time. TikTok. Exactly, exactly. But the, bro, and cheese exists in everything. Like even like when you're only going doing a Latin party, there's like cheese songs that are in that world considered cheese. And I've, and I've talked to Live It Up about that, um, or like salsa and like and anywhere, and especially in Miami. Like if you go to a Latin club and they play like, uh, like gasolina was yeah. cheese. Like gasolina is still cheese at at these Latin but parties, it, but, but it hits. But it hits. But you kind of. Gasolina's like like um be faithful, like right, right. you know it's gonna work. It's but if you cheese. play it open format, it's like yeah. pops off. Yeah. Open format is like a must. And then like, but even like if you play like La Vida es un Carnaval, like Ball and Chain or right. something, oh, like, nah. that's you're playing, like whack. You're playing you're playing Montel Jordan. This is how we do it at a rap party, right? It's exactly. like that equivalent. So it's like there's always gonna be cheese in every every lane, every genre. It's just. How you how you adapt and and make it part of your shit, but yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's, but it's also who consider it cheese, like or who, where is like the threshold, you know, or like from what you're. I don't know, because I mean, I I cross the threshold all the time, but I also know when not to do it. Like I'm not playing Britney at Rosé. I'm not playing Britney. I'm yeah, not playing pop exactly. shit at like a rap venue, you know. And yeah, like, like if, but that's the whole that's the whole thing about this whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing about this whole thing is that. Yeah, like if you're at a spot, you know you're a DJ, so you know okay, this is probably not the vibe because right. the certain crowd. Right. But that's different than like a DJ on Twitter being like, "Yo, that's just cheese overall." Why yeah. you play that? Like, right. Nah. right. It's just set in set in context why you play it. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I'm at Dare this Sunday, and I'm not playing marathon set. Marathon set, yeah, bro. Last time I did that, play to almost eight. Yeah. I think I stopped at like seven fifteen. Yeah, because there was a table. There was a table popping off, and like, and there you don't talk on the mic, and then they're like, "Yo, give him a shout out." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, they're spending fucking bread," <laughs> and I got a booking. I got the Dallas booking out of that. That's crazy. But on a Sunday, on a Sunday, yeah. Damn, I would think it would end earlier on a Sunday because nah, Monday time I was bro. there. Nah, or I think last time I was there, it might have been a Friday. But nah, that gig is. But that gig is the best, though. I don't feel it like I don't feel like it goes. Nah, it's chill, especially the way it's set up. It's just like you're not. It's not that. It's like a pretty hectic party, but you're yeah. not because the booth is so it's so far away, so far, and you're in your own little thing, like literally in your own room, right? So you're not like, like you're exposed. And then when you have people over, they're like back there with you, but they're not in your crowd in your yeah, space. Exactly, that's the best. And you get some food. That layout, that lay- yeah, the food, the food is fire. Hospitality out there, always good. Shout out Sean, more Sean, and more in hospitality. Dylan, bro. more in hospitality, always killing it. Always killing it. 
So let's talk about these red flags. Red flags are off. It's about to go into it. The red flag trend was was popping off. I mean, no, but I I only saw specifically Miami red flags, which are hilarious. I I had one when she tells you she lives in a hundred and <laughs> I'm, I'm already like, yeah, I live in a hundred and nope. A lot of people were saying like, just they're like, oh, if you're from Miami, that's a the red flag. It. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, bro, really? I mean, damn, y'all hating? Nah, and then I saw some DJ ones like, oh. Uh, uh, or if he re- if they request bad bun if she requests but, bad bunny oh no the best one is if she hugs the DJ Ooh. I got that one sent a few times Ooh. if she hugs the DJ or people say oh <laughs> that's fucked up like oh uh, if they say you're from Kendall it's like oh yeah <laughs> it's just hating on being from Kendall yeah yeah no no I mean that's like mine I thought somebody sent me this today speaking of being from Kendall and there was another. Kendall reference. We'll show it on the screen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll show you guys. <laughs> no, Kendall meme. Ed will put it up for you guys. I always say like if if I'm going to Kendall, like Homestead, Homestead, Kendall, like you need to stop at the rest plaza. Yeah. It's well, like- I've I've somebody said yo, why is Kendall closer than Fort Lauderdale? But it seems further. Damn. Like for La- right, but it's almost. You could get to Fort Lauderdale faster. Faster, yeah, that's why. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm. I get to Fort Lauderdale in like thirty minutes. Yeah, twenty, 20 minutes, twenty, twenty, twenty-five minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes top. Kendall, on oh, no. Kendall is forty minutes. Kendall is forty minutes and like any day, any time. Like, but you gave line. yourself an hour. You gave yourself yeah. an hour. Like every time I go to Kendall, I give myself an hour, but then it's like, like all right, thirty minutes or forty minutes. But nah, and then I saw a lot of DJ Twitter red flags, like oh when they uh when they only use a controller, oh red flag, oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) bro. I I think nowadays most people is that even an issue? Is that even still like a thing? That's over, bro. I mean, now I feel like if if um which I saw the other day there, but it was performance or whatever. But like, if someone brings a controller to the club, that's not really. Yeah, it's just as long as you, you already know it's don't like do a it's, mission. it's the cousin of the artist. Yeah, that DJs for the artist that only knows how to play because the artist that's told them to. Literally, what it was. Yeah, it's always what it is: <laughs> the cousin, the brother, the uncle. But the, doesn't that like frown upon anymore? Like, cause bro, at the end of the day, if we're DJs, but like, if someone walks in and all that they hear the music playing and it's good, they don't. Yeah, I not mean, it, concerned. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of of being in your comfort so if right. literally bro if, if you dj on an ipad like i've always said this shit if you dj on an ipad and you rock the crowd i don't give a fuck like yeah bro as but, long as you're considerate of if there's other djs and also be considerate of the equipment yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's the main thing don't put your controller on top of the fucking yeah like if you gotta switch over you gotta know make some room yeah etiquette, etiquette. yeah exactly don't like just throw the turntables on the side or like put it on top of the cdj like that's that to me is like the concern because then you're like disrespecting the venue, like yo. It's common sense, bro. But it happens, man. I mean, but you know these things are things that young DJs should be learning. Mm, I bro. know where we're going. Do you with see this. what I'm saying? I know where we're going with this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like if only back in the day when you were young, you had some sort of guidance, bro. Some kind of mentoring. Some some sort of like. You know, we made our own mistakes, but now you don't have to make them. 
And that's what we're doing here at Rockwell Talent. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we have a wrestling competition, Rock, NXT. Rockwell, Rockwell NXT. NXT. We're going to do a little plug here. Depends on your fighting style. It's conflict. <laughs> Zaya. Your fighting style and your weight class. It's me for wrestling, like like real. Like, real. Like suplex. Yeah. Pile drivers. Yeah. Like heels. Bring out uh, Diego Cottonmouth. Diego Cottonmouth mask. <laughs> I'm going to wear a Diego Cottonmouth mask. But, uh, but now we're doing a, I, I, it's a DJ contest, but I, it's not, it's re- like, you're really going to get some shit out of it. Not, we're not trying to like bamboozle y'all into this. have a social media, uh, boost or tag us and promote each other. Not nah, like we really, we're well, lo- really looking for DJs that are like good, reliable, trustworthy and, and up and coming and like. And want gigs, want to work. Yeah, that's like a, it's literally the best contest you can like, really have. If you're reliable, <laughs> open for um, com- not not commentary, open for crit- critique, and you want to learn. Literally, because this shit is not about DJing. This shit is not about like the physical. I tell people all the time, the physical DJing. When y'all see me in the club, or y'all see me, that's the easiest part yeah, of the you, fucking job. You that's can like, teach that. That's given. That's math. Like, like that's not math. It's like a, a, a science that you teach. But to to have somebody that's reliable, that shows up on time, that doesn't think that it's their show. By that I mean, like, yo, you get booked to do this, you do this. Like, it's not your show. It's not your part. It's not my show. If you have all these things, fifteen minute video of you showcasing what you should have already have with you know some kind of skill, music knowledge, style, whatever, and using at least 10 songs you can use more than 10 songs yeah, you could do, it could be whatever you want but obviously you know the more creative the better right uh and 15 minute video because we want to it's not like it doesn't have to be fancy we're not trying to like do a red bull three style and put right. you on like we just want to see how you dj and how you act and all that stuff and how you present yourself really yeah. But the contest is really, I mean, there is a, a special event we're going to do at the end of the year that we'll have a, the DJ, you know, do his thing, have an opening set or maybe, I don't know, depending, feature set. But it's we really want to find, like, because, I mean, I don't I definitely don't go out as much as I used to. Yeah. But even I know you go out more, but there's not, like. It's very few, you know. Like, when we were going out. We were like the guys always like hanging around, even though we weren't that young. But there wasn't another class under there, there was, but like it wasn't a lot. Like, but they're very close. I mean, I consider a lot of those guys in our same kind of generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, but even when I was even younger, like there was a lot of like which they're still around now. But when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, like there's a lot of guys wanting to DJ. I, obviously, I don't think DJing is like how it was back in the day. Right. Yeah, we talked about it. it's not trendy or it's right. not cool. But. but we want some, like, the skill is the last thing, I feel like, to be honest. Yeah, but obviously, you need. Yeah, the skill, when we say is the last thing, it's not that it matters, but it should already be kind of yeah, common sense. And that's, that could that's, always be improved, but it's the common sense is not so common. Yeah. Is what we're really looking for. Yeah, I mean, I've, I met a few guys. Shout out to... Wired Sound, all the guys coming out of Crespo and Landis's school, which we are doing November seventeenth. Another plug, we're doing. You know, they do open tables. We're gonna do something with DJ City. Maybe have a little Q and A. Maybe have some veterans in in the game, not just DJs. Maybe some bookers. Maybe some other nightlife people do have a little Q and A. So be on the lookout for that. 
and we're still doing the bottle uh comp, oh yeah but it's gonna be in november that's right well 28th? don't we edited out that of the oh, last okay. episode so oh, we didn't, didn't even hear it but that giveaway is coming too. yeah november and in november uh thanksgiving weekend we'll be doing something in aventura at the hilton in aventura that we've been working with but yeah the competition is is, is priority like and don't overthink it like don't think that you have to like do crazy if you can't scratch don't scratch do like, you do you like do do some party rocking shit like y'all don't hear me going crazy scratching like like just do your shit rock and 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 show us that you're a reliable dj yeah and i mean really t- to be honest it's like we we really want to like we're trying to invest in the future of djing in miami because i mean you know we want to we want to have dope djs that like hopefully one day you know continue to grow and and are a part of our squad because i like there is no development kind of happening like we definitely had mentors and definitely yeah. had people that like looked out for us but it was just out of like friendship you know we still but, have mentors oh i mean yeah, of yeah, course yeah. but i'm saying when, when yeah, we're that, early yeah, on yeah and that's that's kind that of that would help like help us avoid mistakes that we right. probably would have made on our own yeah i mean i and and i've learned more from others mistakes than my oh mistakes. for sure that so too. that's kind of what we want to help y'all with you know like show you guys the ropes and whatever you think is going on is not going on and we can teach you that yes sir the best way to so that's uh that's gonna be going on till november 3rd i think like two weeks and you can send those over to info at rockwelltalent.com or at rockwelltalent or at MIA Radio. Yeah. If you're listening to this, send it good. to me. And I'll tell or you. directly to pre, the source. Pre, I'll prejudge and be like, hey. Yeah, I mean, for MIA Radio listeners, if you send it to us first, we can give you some pointers Oof. to send back. You know what I'm you're saying? still listening, see? That's what there the benefit go. of still listening. That's why you got to listen to the end. But, uh Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. We do have a guest next week. It yes, is confirmed. Locked in. And if it fucking fails out, we're gonna have a guest. Friend of the show, and we've 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 been you've wanting seen to him. you've we, seen him. We've before. been wanting to interview this gentleman for a long time, and it should be a good one because we'll leave it at that. There might be samples. There might be samples. Hopefully, it's MIA Radio. That and we out. Peace. Peace.